0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Welcome, everyone, to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts. And to my right is a man who is currently training for the 2028 Olympics. He wants to try out for that flag football team, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I'll be there. And let me tell you, I got some surprise
1: moves that everyone's gonna see on the field in 2028. Stop
0: stop drop and roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, actually, interestingly enough, I was doing I was doing a recording before tonight's live show with my with our buddy Josh Mahler from from Rising to the Occasion. Oh we yeah. talk about we, and we talked about the flag football for 2028. We did some uh, imagineering about uh who we'd ha- have on our 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 flag football team in 2028 that will be a later release probably it's later this week probably friday but in the meantime we're on tonight it's on week six in the nfl oh yeah before we do that i want to remind you about our social media channels down here below on twitter instagram and the scarcely used tiktok it's at no facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req you can also find us on rumble just search no credentials required and if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to like comment share and subscribe to our channels all across the social social media landscape on the podcast side Subscribe to a myriad of podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Also, if you would be kind to rate and review five stars, it's the preferred number of stars to rate. And also, if you have a platform, please have the platform to do it. Please leave a review. We might even read it on the air. And because we are a live show, we want you to engage with us. We want your comments. And Dustin, it's been a week we heard yes. that magical sound. I got to play it.
1: Here it is. My favorite.
0: That's right, folks. We want your comments Engage with the show. This is a live show. And we usually do our formulaic things for week six uh, for, for the NFL. But, you know, I, I want to hand the floor to Dustin because we had the last two undefeated teams go down this Good. week. And I want to hand the floor to Dustin for a couple minutes because he just needs to rant. So, <laughs> he well, go um, he's got plenty words from 1972 Dolphins, you old farts. Go yeah. ahead, Dustin. You continue to parade
1: yourselves out there. This is, you know, I believe, I believe it was, it was uh, Hank Aaron. I believe. Now, I'm not sure if I'm right about this. We all know my history of getting things wrong on the show. Maybe some real-time research can happen, but I believe it was Hank Aaron who once said, I will cheer for whoever breaks my record. I love having the record, but records are made to be broken. And these 1972 Miami Dolphins, they come out every time and they make a big damn deal every time that a team loses and they go out and they're like, ha ha ha. We still are perfect. Nobody's done it in the NFL. You played 12 games, I believe in the regular season when you did 14. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I stand corrected, but Technically, people have already beaten your record then. It's just that they didn't have – the season was shorter. The season's longer now, so they got to do more games in an era where people are not – now, I believe this era was over in the 70s in the NFL, but you also played in an NFL where people had side jobs in the offseason because they need to make money. (laughs) It was just a different time. But these Dolphins, they're hanging on, and it just reeks of – like I said, most people, when a record is broken, even if they're salty about it privately, publicly, they're gracious. They're like, I was happy to see him break the record. He deserves it. They did a great job, blah, blah, blah. Everybody makes nice. I mean, look at the way Maris, uh, the Maris family treated um Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire respectively when they both broke the records albeit with some controversy on both ends but everybody remembers that summer of 98 and what it did for baseball but these 1972 Dolphins they keep coming out and they keep talking about it too. Mercury Morris, he's one of the most vocal ones. I'm always getting after him. Larry Zonka, you're not off the hook. You're not off the hook. And I don't remember Don Shula the the, you know, being this this vocal about it. But you know, for for irony's sake, I hope that the Dolphins record is broken By current Dolphins someday, because then I would love to see them. They won't know how to compute it in their brains. They'll be like, well,
0: their, (laughs) their, their old heads will all
1: explode. Yes. Yes. And they'll be forced. They'll be like, well, I, 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 I guess the Dolphins broke the record, but we played for the best Dolphins team ever. Uh, I don't know what to do. But that's about I, I'm already sad that I've given given air time to these 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 knuckleheads, but it just it, it <laughs> reeks as the most tacky thing. I agree, I I do not begrudge them of being proud of their accomplishments, but to do it in the manner that they do it, and then to have like sections of the media be like, oh, oh, oh the dolphins can crack the champagne. Who cares? <laughs> that's it. That's it. I have nothing left to say.
0: Yeah, they're the kings of petty. They're the kings of petty. And your buddy Schmidty's already chiming in. Dustin is quite the cantankerous chap tonight. Oh, yeah. Schmitty, He's no been holding this
1: in for four days, man. I have. I have. No disrespect <laughs> to your Dolphins, but you know, Schmidty and I go way back. High school, you know, he knows my disdain for the 1972 Dolphins and the way that they always trot themselves out.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Now, while Dustin has a rant, I have a song. <laughs> and the other the, the two undefeated teams fall this week, San francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Eagles, for the first time ever in thirteen tries, have fallen to my New York Jets and I have put together a special song for this occasion. so I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the floor here, please <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, excuse me 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 me, okay. Mm-hmm. Instrument. Yeah, well, yeah, I got one with yeah, the pipes. <laughs> All right, here we go. I cry, Eagles see cry. On the road to victory. Cry, Eagles cry. Watch Jalen Hurts throw an through eye and you. One, two, three. Get low, get, high. get hit high. And watch more Eagles cry. Cry.
1: Iggless. Oh, I see. I was wondering. I was wondering when you, because you teased it a little bit, a little glimpse of how the sausage is made. You, you teased it a little bit, and I was like, okay, is he gonna do it to Fly Eagles Fly, or is he gonna do it to Philadelphia Freedom by Elton John? Because I could have
0: seen both. Nope. So I do the fry, Fly Eagles f- fly, fry 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 um, I could have done that too, but you know, I had to do it. I had to do it. My, my New York jets, you know, three and three get into the bye week but we'll yeah. talk about that. That, but You know, go back and watch victory Monday or listen to victory Monday. Dan and I talked about it. We poured over the game and we talked about it a lot, but Dustin and I are here to talk about the NFL. And we're going to talk about the biggest upset this week, starting off with the first. Upset this week, Dustin. Who is your biggest upset in week six of the NFL, the 2023 season?
1: Oh, well, with a slight honorable mention to your New York Jets, because you know, I knew that defense was good, but I didn't think they'd do what they did to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. P.S. If if uh, Jared hears what you just did there, he'll probably have some retaliatory words on the Corner Booth podcast. I don't know, but I don't care. I just had to do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, very nicely done, sir. But I have to go. With I carry I carry a tune, but I don't carry it that far. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you carried it further than 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 you think. Um I would I would have to go with the Browns over the 49ers. This was a this was a shocking game and sorry 49ers fans, but it was a little bit just a little bit of a a uh, a glimmer of hope for me as a Seattle Seahawks fan because your Niners look absolutely unbeatable. Um, but the Browns I was shocked that the Browns beat them with a Deshaun Watson list uh led offense and uh the Cleveland Browns without Nick Chubb mind you were able to run on the 49ers just a little bit. Uh Jerome Ford, I think he had 84 yards and then and then uh Kareem Hunt had that 16-yard touchdown run. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't run all over them, but they were able to mm. run against uh the 49ers, which is something that uh not a lot of teams were able to do.
0: Yeah, I I also had Browns over 49ers. Uh, the fact that Brock Purdy got sacked three times. I mean, nobody saw it. nobody really saw this coming. Nobody's no. I, mean, I don't think even Browns fans saw this coming because they're coming off a bye week. Their first two the first the first four weeks of the season was tough. They were missing their quarterback, their premier running backs out for the rest of the season. Their leading pass rusher went out injured in game four in week four. It didn't look like he was going to play, but it turns out it's just gotten, he's hurt his ankle and he's fine. And it showed in this game. Miles Garrett has had a, a really solid game mm-hmm. and they took down Brock Purdy three times. Now, a, a lot of this had to do with the fact that two of the premier uh, players for off on offense for the 49ers, being Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, went out, went out during the game with injuries. I think yes. that had a lot to do. That kind of wrecked the chemistry. Yeah, mix, up mm-hmm. mix up the chemistry a bit the chemistry a little bit
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, part of the reason, as part of the reason why the, the 49ers lost. And also the, the here's one thing about the browns. they won the time of possession battle. They had the ball over a little over 33 minutes, Browns had the ball a little under a little under 26 minutes and change. but the browns controlled the clock and when you control the clock most 99 per, 90 90% of the time, you're gonna win football games. Yeah. and they went up, and and, they, and also they overcame two two interceptions by quarterback PJ Walker, who was in the game for them. So, so he it, it Browns, you know, good on them. Kudos to you guys. I will give you a full ter- full credit with those wacky white uniforms they had that day. Yeah, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> but no, and uh, it, it, but it was it was an upset. I give them full credit. They did their <laughs> they do what they did. They did what they had to do, and they took care of it. They took care of business. Yeah, this is why I had them
1: as a, wild, a potential wild te- uh, card team on the prediction show. Now, I, I don't think that's going to pan out, not the way that they've started the season, but this is why, glimpses of, this Browns defensive unit can be really, really good. Yes,
0: that's true. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no that defense, especially their pass rush, uh, has been pretty spectacular over the first four weeks of the season, and they wound up beating... The best and uh, one of the undefeated they went up taking the taking off the uh one of the unbeaten teams in the league. Yeah. Victor Lock. says Mr. McCoffey. Thanks for watching, Vic Vicca. Appreciate you. All right, we're gonna move on to the biggest disappointment. And for me, in my mind, it was the Vikings over the Bears. I <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I was expecting Justin Fields to continue the hot hand. He's been stellar. He had been stellar over the past two weeks with the exception of the bad interception at the end of the Denver game, the game against Denver. But the Vikings, surprisingly, their defense had a great game. They, they limited, they limited the deep, the offense for the bears. They literally took Justin Fields out of the game with a dislocated thumb and the bears just got defanged. Now looking at the final score, I, I wish this could have been my kept my my we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game game of the week (laughs) how the bears and the vikings performed it was an ugly game and the vikings went out and made it ugly and the bears just straight up disappointed me yeah
1: yeah that i mean just a little side note the quarterback room for the chemical toilet is in trouble because (laughs) justin fields is hurt I did start him this week because I, like you, thought he was going to continue his, the streak he had been on. Uh, Anthony Richardson's out of the out out for the season, so uh, we uh, we went out and we uh, extended a, con- a contract to Mister Matt Stafford, hoping hoping that Matthew Stafford can uh, at least bring some stability to the quarterback play in the league. But um, I do have to say that game. That game uh, definitely was a finalist for the uh, for the Castor Oil game. My biggest disappointment, and I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to bring him up, is do Mr. Mr. Geno Smith. Oh. 27 of 41 for 326 Ooh. yards and two interceptions. Now, the Seahawks defense played well enough where Seattle had opportunities to win that game. The Bengals, they didn't look as great against the Seahawks as they did against Arizona. Kind of a back-and-forth game. Kenneth Walker, he's a real one. I love watching that guy run when he gets loose. I don't know if he's as good as Brees Hall, because I remember we had, the, we had the debate when they both came out. But, man, he's a good running back. I'm happy he's on the team. But Geno just – he He didn't look, he didn't look with it. Um, like he has as, as in command, as he has been at at pockets of last season and parts of this season. And it was just really disappointing because I was hoping that the Seahawks were going to be able to capitalize on this 49ers loss, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, they just couldn't do it. They had an opportunity to go four and one. It would have put them in, in a great position. And, uh, they end the game getting with Geno getting sacked on fourth and eight, trying to drive down there and and win the game, and it, it's just really disappointing. Can't throw the two interceptions that he that he threw, and he just you know he he didn't have it this game. And also uh, Pete Carroll went for it a couple times on fourth down, which in retrospect probably shouldn't have done. I think I think teams going for it on fourth down. Because of the analytics, it's becoming a thing. But there Ugh. are there are some teams that are just doing too still- much. Make make hope to the entire NFL. Nobody do the brotherly shove anymore except for Philly because they're the only team that can pull it off. I, I forget who attempted it. Was it the Cowboys that tried it on Monday Night Football and it was a disaster? I think it was.
0: Yeah. Stop Victor Victor, Victor would know because he's a he's a Cowboys fan. He yeah. also says there should be no expectations with the Bears. Yeah. He should know he lives in Chicago. He knows yeah. the <laughs> disappointment that is the Chicago Bears. Listen, I'm going to go on a little rant myself. I'm I hate this era of analytics. Mm. Between baseball, football, now it's creeping into hockey. It's been in basketball for a while. Every time I hear about the analytics, I want to commit seppuku. i i I hate it i hate it so much i hate it so much between between i I just ah, i don't get it i I don't understand i i i i don't like it i just don't like it yeah i mean that's
1: the thing there i believe that there can be a mix of both but you still have to go you still should look at game flow you should still and just just trust your gut sometimes for lack of yeah. a better for lack of a better term why was bobby cox such a great manager for the atlanta braves because he trusted his gut you know it's mm-hmm. you know Joe that, Torre.
0: same thing with joe, joe tori yes. same yes. way
1: and every once in a while you know look at it right now um uh, the longtime manager of the Cubs and the Angels before that, Joe, Joe Madden. Madden. He trusts his gut for better or worse, and sometimes he gets lampooned for it. He's lost jobs because of it. But look, look what happens to every team that he manages over time. The uh the Rays were good when I think he was the bench coach there. It, the Angels, they became decent under Joe Madden. He broke the curse for the Cubs. And mm-hmm. uh now, if I'm not mistaken, is he not the manager
0: of the Texas Rangers? Or am I like no, that's Bruce, Bo- Bruce Bochi? Oh, Bruce Bochy, that's right. Joe Madden right. currently is not yes, uh, not employed. Does not, not have a job, but apparently he's interested in, I can't remember which which managerial job he's currently currently uh looking at you know who i blame the most for this analytics era and this data driven era Mm -hmm. davy johnson because he's the one who started it all with the 86 mets yeah well we talked about our disappointments dust and we gotta bring out our slow clap for the (laughs) biggest disappointment the glass of whiskey you just grabs the whiskey yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just gives that look <laughs> all right we're going to get a quick commercial break when we come back we'll go over the rest of week six's action our most notable events or performances the highest take of the week and what and the, actually you know what i know we forgot the most entertaining game that we're on the the enter, really entertaining yeah. games Yeah, we're going to skip over that category, but nah, it was an
1: ugly week of football. Like I said, if the aliens came down and said, hey, why do you guys
0: love football so much? I would not show them this week. Don't don't watch (laughs) NFL week six in (laughs) 2023. That's all I can say. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break from our friends over at SeatGeek. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Fully Up Sports. That's right, folks. SeatGeek is now a premier sponsor at Belly Up Sports. Football season full swing. College football season. NFL, uh, hockey season. NHL. They're in full swing. Any, they're in the full swing. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. If you happen to live in that locale, NBA is coming soon. Not only, but not only can you get sports tickets. Again, as I meant, as that handsome man mentioned in that commercial, <laughs> you can get tickets to music concerts. Broadway shows, different plays and musicals, comedy shows. If it it requires a ticket through a box office, you can find it on SeatGeek. So you go to SeatGeek.com, you find your event, you get your tickets at checkout. You enter promo code Sports. You get $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Uh, For me, NHL season's going on right now. It just started last week. I'm planning on going to the January 4th game in New Jersey because the super rookie sensation Connor Bedard is going to be visiting the New Jersey Devils. I'm hoping to have Dustin with me and a bunch mm-hmm. of other friends with me. It's going to be a great time, but we're going to use promo code BillyUpSports at checkout at SeatGeek.com. We're going to save ourselves a little bit of cash along with getting some tickets for that game. So Ooh, check it out, yeah. SeatGeek.com, BILLYUPSPORTS.com. Promo code at checkout: twenty dollars off your order. All right, Dustin. Most notable performance. What? Who is the one player who impressed you this week in NFL Week Six?
1: Yeah, for me, like I said, largely an ugly week of football this week. But the the impressive performance for me was Kyron Williams um, because he has come in for the for the L.A. Rams and he's done he's done a great job really and the rams i as a seahawks fan i begrudgingly tip my hat hat to them maybe this is still me rationalizing that first loss of the season but the Rams have been more competitive than I think a lot of people believed. and Kyron's been a big reason why and this past game he had 158 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown just a a dominating run performance now I know Arizona not really the a a vaunted run defense but he did what you're supposed to do when you're when you're playing against a, a team that is Still, kind of rebuilding and figuring things out. He dominated them.
0: Yep, yeah, that was a that was an impressive performance over. But with L.A., they finally Sean McVay's finally run the ball. Who knew?
1: Yeah, who yeah. Knew?
0: Who knew <laughs> Sean McVay would run a foot run run the football? And they, and they and like you said, Dustin, the Rams did it rather effectively. So my most most known performance, the guy who impressed me the most this week. Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff, yeah, thirty of forty four, three hundred fifty three yards, two touchdowns, in a former NFC Central beating as, as the Lions beat former NFC Central rival Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, who are wearing those ah <laughs> the creamsicle the creamsicle orange, orange uniforms, which brought me back to my childhood. I mean, yeah. I'm old enough to remember when those uniforms were still around. And I will. I I really wish to make them permanent because those those are just those colors are just they're iconic. It's an yeah. iconic uniform. And they're they great wear, ones. Really, they were dogs breakfast the first two years of their existence, but who cares? Mm-hmm. It was a it's a great uniform. It's a classic uniform. But Jared Goff, and that kind of leads me to my hottest individual take of the week. I believe, and I hope, I really hope, and I'm not saying this because. Mike Brown, who's one of the, the co founders of Billy Up Sports, but he'll possibly be listening or watching right now. I'm not saying to kiss his butt. Uh, however, I do want to say the Detroit Lions may have what it takes not only to earn the top seed in the NFC, but they could be a Super Bowl team. This is a very competitive team. They play their guts out every single week. Dan Campbell has some believing. And this team does it on both offense and defense and special teams. And I was watching, I was going back and forth with the yeah, watching the red zone coverage mm-hmm. and you would see them make a big play, whether it be on offense. Uh, J- I mean, what's it, it, uh, Jamison Williams has first touchdown. Yes. Uh, 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 his first time touchdown this week. Uh, their defense was doing pretty well. They, they managed to handle Baker Mayfield and that Tampa Bay offense, uh, Special teams do an effective job. This Detroit, I got nothing but good things to say about the Detroit Lions t- team, and it's been a very long time since I could say that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and you know what, Ryan, I applaud you for giving Jared Goff specifically his flowers because I remember as a Seahawks fan, I I am familiar with his time on the Rams. First off, when he was drafted, Jeff Fisher came out and said. Oh, it's a long way. He may he may be fourth string on the roster. He basically said he's got a long way to go before he can be a starter in this league. And then uh, Jeff Fisher was let go. Sean McVay mm-hmm. comes in and brings Jared Goff to, to the promised land. You know, the, he, Jared Goff did go to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah, he but did. A lot, he did. But, a, but a lot of people at that time said, Sean McVay is giving him the plays in the head, in the headsets. He's, he's telling them audibles and the headsets. It's not really Jared Goff doing it. So people, he didn't, he doesn't really get any credit for that, for no. that performance.
0: It's, and, a, it's a damn shame
1: too. Yeah. Damn and, and you know what? And I think he's, he's come out and he's proved a lot of people because it's not a fluke now. You know, I have to say Gino's performance last year was, was great, but there's, there's always that thing in the back of my mind that it's like, can he do it again? Can he, can he do it? And Jared Goff, he started out gangbusters last year and uh, people were saying like, you know, but can he keep this up? Blah blah blah. And and he has. He's kept it up and he has just improved in Detroit. He knows the playbook really well. And as you said, the coaching of Dan Campbell, we have lauded uh Mr. Campbell, Coach Campbell, many times here on the show, and he deserves it. And they got pieces everywhere now. The tight yeah. end, uh uh Laporta Sam Laporta. He's yeah. looking good. They got everybody. I got on him for, for trading Hawkinson, and it, it seems that they made the right move. And they got mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson. He's a game record. Jamison Williams will start to come into his own. The The running back situation is very good there. They got a lot of good yep. pieces. James
0: Muggs. Bog- James Montgomery, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh he's turned he's turned into something special. And moving on from that football purgatory, that's the Chicago Bears. Yeah, uh, Victor, Victor Lock, and now you're listening, <laughs> but he'll he'll agree with me. But yeah, for me, that's that's my hottest individual take of the week. Dustin, what's your what's your what's your hottest individual take from this week? Oh, well, I'll make it I'll make
1: it short and sweet.
0: I'm coming out and I'm saying that D'Amico Ryan's
1: should be considered already. Um, for coach of the year. If he is not the coach of the year, he's got to be one of the front runners already because he has the Texans, the Texans at three and three, who would have saw this coming? And you've seen, I've seen some of the clips. I've seen some of the clips after the games, He's got those players buying in in a way that Dan Campbell does in Detroit as well. Mm -hmm. They are starting to rally around him. He is bringing this young team together. They got a rookie quarterback. Now, C.J. Stroud, he looks like the real deal so far. He did throw an interception this past week, so the streak is over. But C.J. Stroud looks like a real one, but – I think a lot of it has to do with D'Amico Ryan. So he's got that defense. He's starting to build that defense and, and the team's confidence is high and he's dealing with uh, how should I put this delicately? He's dealing with a horrific ownership situation. Just, uh, just, just a terrible, the McNair, they don't, they don't put any effort into this. So that makes what he's doing even more impressive. And I'll tell you, if they, if they get rid of D'Amico Ryan's, I don't know what I'm going to do because I thought they should have kept David Culley. Then I thought Lovey Smith did a good enough job to keep the to keep his job. He got axed. If they get
0: yeah, but of- he blew he blew getting the number one pick in the draft <laughs> this did, he year. Did, he but did. They would that. have picked
1: CJ Stroud anyway. He did. He did. <laughs> he did that. I do. But that was a that was an Fu moment by Lovey, and you know what? That wasn't Fu oh, moment. Oh, I. I <laughs> old oh, Grapebeard. Yes. <laughs> old Grapebeard. I give him that. And he was just like, screw you guys. I'm going home. But if, uh, if with the, ownership, with the old dude
0: screws the McNairs, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: if ownership gets rid of D'Amico Ryans, then they just hate the fans of their own team.
0: They just hate themselves. Yeah, all that for that matter. Uh, yeah. Victor Locke agrees with me about Chicago Bears being football purgatory. He says, "Indeed, I do, Mister McAfee." Yeah, and and Kitten says, "If he's not coach of the year, I'm done." I think he's referring. I think she's referring to. Uh, uh, uh to Ryan's, Ryan's being a coach of the year individual coach of the year. Yeah. Hey, listen, I you know, if if they keep on this pace and they're competitive in the AFC South and they could possibly play themselves into one of the wild card spots, absolutely. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it as the coach as being being the coach of the year. I guess you could argue if the, if the Jets do the same thing, Robert Sala could be considered Well, that that's what, gonna gonna after- yeah. that's what I was going to ask you.
1: That's what I was going to ask you cuz I I missed I missed Victory Monday this week. But I, I didn't know. Shame, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, how do you? We had our about,
0: carcucci boards, and
1: we were celebrating.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but how how have you felt overall as a Jets fan about about Sala's coaching this year? And I know a lot of people were getting on him for sticking with Zach Ryan or, or uh, Zach. Uh, geez, what it was Wilson? I'm all Zach Wilson, all over the place. I think I meant to say for sticking with Zach Space Ryan, but what do you think about it?
0: <laughs> I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah. week, well, considering, I mean, this week was a pretty was a slog, uh, especially on offense. They couldn't do a whole lot on offense, but defensively, they made the adjustments necessary. And, and I said this on like on Victory Monday. They played in in the span of three weeks. They played both Super Bowl teams from last year. Guess how many points collectively those two teams scored in the second half of those games?
1: I'm gonna go with. Uh, am I gonna go with a goose egg?
0: <laughs> Close, three, three.
1: Oh, that three was gonna be my. I
0: sh- I sh- the goose? Well, they did have the goose egg in against the Eagles, but they only yeah. allowed three points against the Kansas City Chiefs That's in right. their game on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. This defense, I- I'm I'm so proud of this defense. I'm so proud of the way that this coach, this coaching staff has has adjusted to the second half there's there seems to be no panic they don't this team doesn't die this team mm. does not die this team is unkillable i mean i'm gonna say i'm saying this as they go into the bye week but here's the thing too i forgot to mention this on snowman's program i forgot to mention this on victory monday but this is a team that could possibly go on a run i could see them winning their next four games because this, this is what they're scheduled for the next four games is All right. actually they're not leaving the state of New Jersey slash New York for the next month, including this past week. So home against the Eagles. They win against the Eagles Bye week. Then they're against, then they play the Giants, which is considered a, an away game. Yeah. Like, really? Is it going to be? I I see, I see. foresee the, the Giants. I foresee Giants fans selling their tickets pretty quickly to the New York Jets fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they play on Sunday night against, they play a Monday night against the Chargers. Oh they're gonna fly in to MetLife Stadium. And we know then what the Chargers will do. And we know what the Chargers will do. The, the great, uh, great Standino will, will <laughs> probably surrender the lead in the second half, like he usually does, or blow the game, or blow the game, period. Dude. Then they got then they travel to Los Angeles for a Sunday night game against the Raiders. It's gonna be a tough game, but I think it's a winnable mm-hmm. game depending on the status of, of uh one Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they go to buffalo to play a bills team that's been underwhelming this year yeah. with the exception of them playing the dolphins a couple weeks ago and, and a so, team they already beat and a team they've already beaten they they're in the bills heads so and then the and then the week after that is the black friday game against the dolphins which is going to be the really good test for them so i can see them go on a run of four of four or five straight wins coming up to the game against miami
1: yeah, not unre not unreasonable. Not unreasonable. I, I you know I was I was waiting to hear the thunderclap there because we got a little rye st- ry- Stradamus. Man, yeah. <laughs>
0: there it is. As
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Uh Rod Uncensored says, I feel like twenty-two Jets fans. I think he means twenty two thousand twenty-two Jets fans. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. if you could clarify that for me, Rod, I appreciate it. Um, he's he's a Dol- he's a he's not say dolphins fan he's a, he's a patriots fan and oof he's going through the yeah. motions right now for the first yep. I think for the first time in forever all mm-hmm. patriots fans are kind of going through the motions. Well, we're gonna take our next com- our last commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to in week seven of the NFL. Until and when we come back, so stick around and enjoy this message from our friends at Invader Coffee. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality, organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee at an affordable price, in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit InvaderCoffee.com and enter promo code BellyUp at checkout and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks! Great coffee at an affordable price, and just—it's a great coffee company. Veteran-owned—you're you're helping out some—you're—you're you're supporting a veteran-owned business. Based out of Austin, Texas, I will say the shipping's a little bit pricey, but guess what? You get I, I ordered my Invader coffee a couple about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Showed up in two days. Oh yeah. And the coffee is much is, is excellent. It's excellent. I, I ran in my K cups, so I got to order more. I haven't gotten around to trying the pumpkin pecan yet. I know Dustin swears by it. Uh but hopefully this weekend I got some time to, to chill out. Just settled down last week was last week was kind of busy I had to do some traveling but this weekend is uh pretty pretty clear and open you know pretty pretty free open so i'm gonna to enjoy myself some 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 pumpkin pecan and the french press oh yeah have a little french press coffee that's the way and to do it have myself some invader coffee and guess what dustin even though pumpkin season is currently in effect right now the christmas season is coming oh yeah and that means holiday blends bad santa's coming back yeah jolly java's coming back i can't wait for the christmas ones to come out and i know dustin you're a big fan you you enjoy their coffee a lot as well
1: oh yeah yeah and i uh, the bad santa one is one that i really like and
0: uh oh and and frosty's uh the frosty's uh blend too
1: oh yeah yeah, of course. The, and then the one, the snickerdoodle blend with the with the uh, yes. abominable snowman. I always love that. Um, and the thing I like about these is because I, I drink my coffee black. It's not because I'm opposed to creamer or anything like that, but I just, you know, I don't want to start putting all that extra ca- caloric stuff in there because I know it's a slippery slope. But I do like a flavored coffee. And what I like about Invader is that the flavor does not overwhelm the coffee. They always do a great job of blending them together into a nice symphony for your for your morning breakfast.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely do so. Go ahead if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Go to go use our affiliate link to help out the show order some coffee, use promo code BILLYUP at checkout, you get 15% off your order. And again, you might pay a little bit more for the shipping, but you get it in only a couple days. It's at your door, ready for your consumption. Right. Uh, quick point of clarification in the comments, Rod says, Dumpster Fire, New England Patriots front office. And well, you know what that means.
1: Uh, we might just We might just talk
0: about that a little bit later. <laughs> we might just talk about it. So we're going to talk about, NFL week seven, what we're looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to a stress free day because yeah. the Jets are playing. Yeah. It's yeah, been such a emotional lines. roller coaster the, six, the last six weeks. I need a break so do the Jets, but also yeah. some other teams. But in the meantime, we're going to see, we're going to tell you which matchups we're looking forward to the most. And Dustin, i kind of curious as to uh, which game you're looking forward to seeing the most on Sunday.
1: Well, aside from manning the smoker, even if it rains on me, because uh, I'm having a, I'm having a football get together. Ryan's going. Few other a few other guys are going to be there. We're going to get after it with the food, always do. But <laughs> the matchup that I am most looking forward to is the Dolphins Eagles. I got to wait all the way for Sunday night. Don't worry. I won't, I won't finish it. We don't want a copyright strike. Um, <laughs> Carrie Underwood, big fan. <laughs> yeah, we know she's watching. We know she listens. Big now, pin, her,
0: her and her husband, Mike Fisher. Shout out yeah, to the Nashville Predators.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, I want to see. I'm, I'm curious about this game for a couple reasons. And uh, first and foremost, I want to see how the Philadelphia Eagles respond um, after a mm. tough loss against the New York Jets. And I want to see specifically how Jalen Hurts responds after throwing those three yep. interceptions. And on the Dolphins side of things, the Dolphins, I got, I got a friend who's, who's a Dolphins fan. He will be there on Sunday for a little oh. bit of time. Okay. Um, uh, but the Dolphins, they were trailing to the Carolina Panthers early and then they kind of righted the ship. I wanna see yeah. how they play with what I would like to call tougher competition. So I'm very intrigued on this game. This is one of those ones when they schedule those primetime games, they got this one right.
0: Yeah, this is a good one. It's gonna be I think this it, this is one of the, the Sunday night games that's gonna be good. I mean, last week's game between the Bills and the Giants was uh Trash! Oh. oh man, and I, I gotta pull. I gotta pull this element out for you. I'm gonna just. This is my description of the uh, uh, Giants Bills game from Sunday. Ready and pull trash. Straight garbage. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. This will be yeah. a much better matchup for for Sunday night. My most intriguing matchup is gonna be is gonna be an NFC South matchup between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Falcons had a tough loss last week. Shout out to our guy Stacy Morgan from the from the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm sure he was in a pretty sour mood on Monday after the Falcons drove the field trying to get that game winning touchdown. Unfortunately, Desmond Ritter threw an awful interception in the end zone, yeah. and now it's fait accompli, as the French would say. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers we're not short sure the status of uh, we're not short sure the status of Baker Mayfield's going to be on Sunday. We're kind of waiting in the wings for that, but I'm, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be in Tampa Bay. So I would hope to see uh, him play in this in this game because I want to see how he'll both. I want to see how both teams come back after I would say gut wrenching losses, at least for the Falcons on Sunday against the Commanders, mm-hmm. and a really and I would say a, a stomping. Uh, getting you know the Buccaneers getting a mud hole stomped. In them by the Lions on this past Sunday. So I want to see. I'm kind of curious to see how both teams react to their losses from last week. Uh Victor Locke agrees with you. And hey, Uncle Al says, Giddy up. Yeah, you'll be there. (laughs) You'll be there. (laughs) Awesome. 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 (laughs) Awesome. All right. Desperation city is uh on Sunday. I've got I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Uh, Bills, Patriots is my desperation city, and I'll give you two reasons. Mm. Uh, the Bills currently in second place in the AFC West, or AFC East for excuse me. Uh, they're trailing the Dolphins by one game. They've had the they beat the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, and they're trying to keep pace with with the same Dolphins in that division. While the Patriots, well, we got to see. We, we got to see if they're going to save their season. And this game's at Gillette Field, the Gillette Stadium. It's a home game for the Patriots. But I got to kind of wonder how long. And and Rod, if you're still out there watching, I, I got to wonder how long it'll be before the Patriots fan, before Patriots fans, just say, "We got to let Belichick's done. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and Mac Jones is done. It's a we got we got to move on. It's a new. It's, we got to move on to a new era. I mean, it's great. We had those. We had those six Super Bowls." Six Super Bowl titles, but maybe time to move on from Bill Belichick. Dustin, what do you think? I think,
1: to me, you did pick the correct Desperation City uh, matchup because I got the same one for pretty much the same reasons that you so eloquently laid out, so I don't need to say much more on it other than I say I don't necessarily think that Belichick needs to step away completely but I think they at least need to start with getting him out of the getting him out of the front office. Make it have him coach. Don't let him be the GM anymore because he <laughs> has yeah. he has he has drafted not well for a while now. He's had he's had some decent picks that have kind of that those are what people remember, but I'm going to say this and i know that there's a lot of haters of tom brady out there of which i was often guilty of being one but i think even the most even the most uh ardent patriot fan would probably agree at this point that tom brady covered up a lot of mistakes you know they they take yeah. a receiver they take a receiver in the 6th round that or in the 3rd round that was graded as a 6th rounder by other teams brady makes him look great you know, so you now you've seen enough of Belichick and Brady separated from each other. Father Time was going to catch up with with Brady eventually. Belichick had the advantage there, and I will say I will say that I still think that Belichick is a defensive wizard. You know, he, he yeah still he still can do that, but don't let him be the GM at minimum. If you don't want to get rid of him entirely, relegate him to coaching.
0: I I think he'll have a tough time giving up that particular yes. hat. He because wants the as control. Bill, as Bill Parcells once eloquently said mm-hmm. to at a press conference when he became the head coach of the New York Jets back in the day. And God, I wish he had never left. Yeah. He said, if you want to make the dinner, you gotta be able to buy the groceries. Yep. And Belichick is a, for better or for worse, is a Bill. This uh, Bill Parcells disciple, and he'll yes. and he'll want to take, he want to put both hats on, yeah. But you, I don't think he'll he'll he he has it in him to let go of both roles. I think, for that matter, he might retire. Or yes, you know, Robert Kraft will say, "Listen, it's been a great run. But we got we got we got to yeah we
1: got to move on.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, but I do before you, Dustin, what oh. Really bold prediction. It'll never happen. It'll never ever happen unless he decides to leave. But what happens if Bill Belichick were to step away from the Patriots, retire mm-hmm. happily? Patriots bring in Nick Saban as their new head coach, GM. Oof. <laughs> yeah, just a just a Bill Belichick
1: two huh?
0: Yep, pretty yeah. much, pretty yeah. much. But we but we would I would want to see if he would uh, he would he would shelf his pride a little bit yeah. and take the coach role and have someone else come in and take the GM role. I don't think that'll ever happen because I think he's having too much. He's having too much success being, being the head coach of Alabama where he has control over recruiting and bringing in all the right guys. Yeah. I just, and I, I mean, it would be interesting to see if he ever, if Bob Kraft will ever do that, but yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's it kind of NFL a... he NFL before he's been, he's been okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of well actually don't i'm sorry don't ask dolphins fans that yeah yeah i was gonna say
1: and the thing is uh, um the thing is that that could be a nice way of like you know craft kind of Cause we know he has a great relationship with Belichick. So it would be a nice way of craft kind of being like, okay, I'm passing the torch. Cause do you think, do you think that Nick Saban having the relationship that they have, if they did bring in Nick Saban, you think he's going to kick Bill Belichick out of a practice? No. So, you know, it'd be kind of like a nice way of, okay, Bill, you still have some input. You want to retire. That's fine. Play some golf, come by our practices, tell us what you think. We'll
0: bring you in as an advisor.
1: Yep. But I, I would, I would remind both of those men to look for one example. And as a Seahawks fan, I I will talk about it. Now it's, it's a long time ago now it was in the aughts, the single digits of the two thousands, but Mike Holmgren, He came into the Seahawks to be the GM slash head coach. Mm -hmm. And when did the Seahawks finally go to the Super Bowl in 2006? What happened the year before? Mike Holmgren was relieved of his GM duties, and they brought in Tim Ruskell to be the GM. And Mike Holmgren once, I think they brought in, Tim Ruskell in two thousand. I'm trying to remember when they brought him in, but it was a little bit before the Super Bowl run. But it was once that Mike Holmgren was able to 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 give up that GM hat. That's when the Seahawks had their run of success with Matt Hasselbeck, Sean
0: Alexander. That whole that whole era. That's when that kicked yep. off. So yep, and then and then Holmgren tried to do try to put two hats on in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that. Blopped that yeah blew up in that was face. terrible yeah terrible <laughs> yeah. that's terrible yeah all right next category we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game dustin What's your castor oil game of the week? <laughs> my castor oil game of the week is. I need to find a sponsor for this. too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta find a company that makes the castor oil, <laughs> but but it's, it's doesn't it doesn't even gen- exist anymore. I mean, I'm uh, just going yeah. with the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. I had I had to pick it up for my mom at CVS like back oh, you know, okay. back in like in 2018. So I, as of then, I knew it still existed. But uh, my castor oil game of the week is the Jags versus the Saints for a couple reasons. One, first and foremost, it's a Thursday night football game, which very few of those have been good. The teams, it's – I love having more football, okay? And I know it will never happen because Amazon dumped all that money. and it, But Thursday night football – it shouldn't be a thing except for on Thanksgiving, okay? The teams True. are never – they're they're never ready to play. It's it, – the, the product doesn't look good. So that's my first reason why. The second reason why is there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence may not play in this game for the Jags. And lastly, Derek Carr has been awful for the Saints, which I did not right. see coming. Mm-hmm. I – I thought that this was a great chance for both parties because I thought that Derek Carr, I thought Raiders fans were always unnecessarily hard on him. I thought he was not, I thought he would have been a great fit for your New York jets um, before the season. So did I. (laughs) Yeah. And he just has not done well. So this, this game does not have me excited. Uh, But what is your pick for the week?
0: So my castor oil game of the week is, the Packers and Broncos. Oh. What more can we say that hasn't already been said about the Denver Broncos this season? Yeah, my yeah. God. Somehow the Packers are a one point are favored by one point in this game, but only one point. But right now, it's just going to be. I, I'm looking at this. I'm look. It, it's it's a slugfest between two mediocre teams right now. Sorry, <laughs> I, I apologize to my friend Dave, who's a packers fan i apologize to my buddy andy who's a who's a broncos fan this game's gonna suck yeah it's gonna suck <laughs> yeah. on ice it's gonna suck on toast it's not gonna be a great game i would I, i'm i think i think the lord jesus christ above that there is red zone so i would, yes so i'm pretty sure that green bay fans and broncos fans are saying the same thing because they don't want to watch this that yeah two garbage teams either yeah, and Scott, as Scott
1: Hanson, I can hear him now. He's going to say, "You know, Packers fans, Broncos fans, you think that we're not showing enough of your game? It's because no team is entering the red zone." He said, "He said that before." <laughs> like,
0: like <laughs> Victor says, "Broncos country, let's ride!" Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and your uncle asks a pretty good question: Is Belichick better than Wink Martindale? <laughs> Man. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wait,
0: wait, wait, hold on. The television host or the uh defensive coordinator for the Giants. <laughs> I, just, I just want to clarify that, Al.
1: Yeah, so, which Wink oh, Wink yeah. said uh Wink said he didn't get a wink of sleep when he was having to face whatever defense I forget. <laughs> I forget or whatever offense he, he Probably the Bills kept him up. Yeah, I think I can The
0: Bills are the Eagles because the Eagles own the Giants last yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last category for the this week player to watch in Week Seven, Dustin. I I watched the wire reports and we got some we got some breaking news. Or we had some breaking news before our show began. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, Mikol Hardman, uh, who signed with the Jets. And during the offseason, I think it was a one-year, $4 million deal. Uh, He's being traded back to Kansas City for a late-round pick in next year's draft. Uh, The Jets simply couldn't find some room for him in the locker room, uh, in the the wide receiver room. I think a lot had to do with the emergence of Xavier Gibson, the outstanding rookie for the Jets. But he goes back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm kind of curious to see how he'll help his old team. I, I know the Chiefs have had some struggles this year, obviously. Yes. Um, maybe it's, maybe it has to do with Matt Nagy calling the plays. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but they bring back an old guy who can who knows the system, knows the offense well, can adjust to the situation. To the situations uh, was helpful last in last year's Super Bowl run. So I'm kind of curious to see how he'll be when he comes back to the Chiefs. Uh, this week, um, not that it matters because the NFL is helping them a lot. Um, I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see what his uh, he'll he'll do for the Chiefs uh, in this game. They're going to be playing. Let's see who's playing this week. Oh, they're playing the Chargers this week, so yeah, I think I think he'll adjust. But it'll be interesting to just it'll be interesting to see him uh, back in a Chiefs uniform. Dustin, uh, who is the player to watch in your mind in Week Seven? Well, for me, it's
1: one Brock Purdy uh, because I want to see there, – there are two sides to the Brock Purdy coin. He's got his supporters who are like, Brock is great. He won the starting job. He's He helps this No man, we're talking to you. <laughs> and then there's the other side that says, okay – And I'm paraphrasing here, but they're basically saying, okay, Brock Purdy is Trent Dilfer 2.0. He does just enough. He's got a great defense. He's got talent around him. He's a game manager and nothing more. And I think that if Debo Samuel and Christian McCarthy both are out for this game, Which my nephew's
0: playing this game,
1: Uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) McCaffrey, (laughs) oh, Jesus.
0: I'm off the rails, I'm off the rails. But if another Dustin Gaff, Uh, yeah, in the the canon of no crunches required, Uh, yeah, we
1: got to get, we uh, yeah, we got to get like some sort of. Uh, Dustin's we got Les, draft. We got Les Claypool, yeah,
0: let's Claypool, Christian McCarthy. Yeah, it's me with like a <laughs> Sam draft head, neck The ghost something. of Sam Weish is the head coach. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> Frank widecheck is out there. Yeah, we need <laughs> we need me with like a draft neck and it just says Dustin's gaff or something. All right, but anyway.
0: <laughs> Any sponsors out there who like to, co- who like to cover this segment?
1: yeah. Come on Coca-Cola, we're talking to you. Now now. Um, but if if Christian McCaffrey is out there for this know. game, then it's going to have to fall to Brock Purdy. He's going to have to kind of prove it. So I will have my eye on him and also see how he responds to the loss against um a Browns team this past week. So I'll be I'll be uh curious to see how Mr. Purdy does.
0: Yeah, from I'm looking at the injury update right now. Uh, As of yesterday, Debo Samuel is is day to day, and Christian McCaffrey uh, is questionable for Monday's game against the Vikings. So, Mm -hmm. it it, it could still have his two best weapons out there. So, and and in addition to Brennan Ayuk, he's not hurt. Uh, So, it's just it'll be they'll be watching. Now, 49ers fans will be watching with bated breath because they had that extra day uh, for the players to rest for Monday night when they play the Vikings. Ugh, that's going to be an ugly game, too. Yeah. No, yeah. That's another, another qualifier for the Castor Oil Game of the Week. I but almost picked it. You almost picked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost but, picked it, but then I was like, ah, if those two
1: stars are out, then it levels the playing field a little bit, but still.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be all right if you're if you've got Debo or Christian McCaffrey in in uh, in fantasy. Well, it's gonna wrap it up for another week of no credentials required. Just want to remind you before we take off about our socials, which are right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at No credsreq, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds Req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req dustin we're 317 subscribers so we're oh, slowly yeah. climbing that ladder yeah, we're climbing that jacob's ladder rung with a tear <laughs> in my eye <laughs> shut up rick flair um but and, oh and we're also on rumble so look on us look for us on rumble but if you don't mind before doing that liking commenting sharing and subscribing to our other Social media platforms on the podcast nice. side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, Rate it and review five stars is the number of stars we would like you to rate. And if you're on a platform where you can review us, no matter how disgusting or how outstanding it is, we will read your review on the air. And again, this has been another edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We'll be back next week, God willing, on our regular night, which is Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Join us then. We'll be talking NFL Week 7. We'll we'll be recapping the week, and we'll also be looking forward to things in Week 8. So for Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time.